what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The double portion. Not only was he asking for the Spirit of God to help him in his ministry, but he was saying, I want a double portion. I want an opportunity to bring forth Christ to the world. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 2. 2 Kings chapter 2, move down, if you will, to verse 9. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9, And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if thou shalt see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. And I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the double portion Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to stand before the people and to minister your word. And I thank you for every person that's under the sound of my voice today. Lord, I only have words today. And the needs of your people are great. I ask, O oh Lord, that you anoint these words today. Anoint me today to rightly divide the word of truth as you anoint your people to hear and receive. And Lord, we're careful to give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. Elisha is being groomed to take the place of Elijah. Elijah, in just a matter of hours, is about to be taken up to heaven. In these last few weeks we've been looking at their journeys as the Lord had Elijah to go to a number of prominent places in Israel's history and Elisha tagged along with him and as they went to these different places I'm sure the Lord spoke to their hearts and all of this, I'm sure, was preparation for Elisha to take Elijah's place. I'm sure that in, in all of this traveling, the Lord used it in some way to prepare him for the ministry which lie ahead. Each time that they would 
go to a place and get ready to leave, Elijah would say, Tarry here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. The Lord has sent me to Jericho. And each time he would tell Elisha to tarry here while I go there. And Elisha would say, As the Lord liveth and as my soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they would go on. Elisha knew that the Lord was going to take Elijah home to heaven on this particular day. He did not know how all of this was going to take place. He just knew that it was going to happen. And he also knew that he wasn't going to miss it for the world. Today... We know that the Lord is coming. We know that the trump of God could sound at any moment. And the dead in Christ will rise first. And then we which are alive and remain will be called up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And we are to comfort one another with these words. We know the Lord is coming soon. We don't know when he's coming. And just as Elisha was persistent in going with Elijah, you and I should be persistent today in the things of God. We should be persistent and consistent in our journey with the Lord. Because we don't want to miss the rapture for anything. We don't want to miss any of God's blessings for the world. Are, are you hearing me? I'm afraid a lot of us miss out on God's best because of the pull of the world. And there needs to be a persistence today when it comes to the things of God. And Elisha said, I'm going with you. Now the sons of the prophets, they also knew that Elijah was going to be taken up to heaven. Jezebel killed many of them. Obadiah hid a hundred of them in caves and saved them. So around this time, the sons of the prophets at least numbered into the hundreds. And they knew that Elijah was going to be taken up. And each one of these places that Elijah and Elisha went to, there was a group of these prophets there. And they would ask Elisha, Second Kings 2 verse 5, Don't you know that the Lord will take away thy master today? So they knew it. They were willing to talk about it. But they weren't willing to go any further with that. Now I want you to think about what I've just said. Let me say it again. These sons of the prophets, 
They knew that Elijah would be taken up on this particular day, and they were willing to talk about it. But they were not willing to go any further. How many people today, they know the Lord's coming back. They know the rapture's going to take place. You sit down and you talk with them and they can tell you all about it. They can tell you about the Antichrist and the judgment that is coming upon this world. But yet they make no pretense of living for God. You hardly ever see them in church. Unless there's a fresh batch of chicken in the fellowship hall to eat. I'm going to leave that alone. But they can tell you all about the things of God but they're only willing to go so far. Out of all the hundreds of the sons of the prophets that were in Israel of that day, only 50 of them followed Elijah and Elisha to Jordan. And I thank God for that, but they went no further. How many people today They'll go with the Lord so far, but no further. How many? How many under the sound of my voice today, you want to follow the Lord, but you're not willing to go all the way? The Lord wants you to do a particular thing, but oh, you're willing to do this right here, but that over there, uh-uh. No. Let me tell you this. Those who only go so far with the Lord, they're not seeing things correctly when it comes to the things of God because they're viewing it from afar off. Are you getting this? Their vision is skewed because they're viewing things from afar off. And that's what some of these prophets were doing Second Kings 2, verse 7, 50 men of the sons of the prophets, they went and they stood to view afar off. The sad thing about it is, ladies and gentlemen, these were the sons of the prophets. These people were the leadership of that day. And yet, they were afar off. If the preacher you're listening to is not preaching the cross, he's afar off. Now, I'm not saying preach on the cross every Sunday, but in some way, every doctrine that we hold true and dear, in some way, leads back to the finished work of Christ and what he did at Calvary. The cross of Christ is the foundation of the church. It is the foundation of of every doctrine that we hold true and dear. Sadly and regrettably, much of the leadership in our churches today are afar off. They can tell you how to get rich, and they can tell you how to grow a bigger church. They can tell you how to be a better you. But their view is afar off because they're not preaching the cross. Why are they not preaching the cross? When you preach the cross, you have to preach against sin. 
And when you start dealing with sin, that offends people. And people don't want to hear that. But we got to grow to church. So how do we grow to church? We just don't say anything that offends people. Afar off. Not only are the preachers afar off, but everyone listening to them is afar off as well. Second Kings 2 verse 8, Elijah took his mantle and he wrapped it together and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither. So that they too went over on dry ground. This is the last recorded miracle of Elijah. The waters parted and they went over on dry ground. Every prophet in Israel should have followed them on dry ground to the other side. Sadly and regrettably they had interest elsewhere. And now, Elijah and Elisha, they stand at the foot of Mount Pisgah. This is the place where Moses was allowed to see the promised land, but he was not allowed to go in to the promised land because of his disobedience to God. I made this statement the other week, and I want to say it again this week. Whenever you disobey God and whatever it is he wants you to do, in some way you're going to miss out. Now you may not miss heaven, but when you disobey God in some way you're going to miss out on God's best for you. And what God has for you is greater than anything that you can come up with on your own. They stand at the foot of Mount Pisgah, and Elijah asks Elisha the big question. It's the same question that God asks of us today. 2 Kings 2 verse 9, what shall I do for thee? That's quite a question. What is it that you want? God to do for you. You see, the Lord has asked this same question of the church. And the answer to that question over the past few years since the whole COVID thing has been very revealing. And even before that, when you get down to it. Church, what is it you want me to do for you? And our answer is, Lord, we want a bigger building. We want more people. We want more money. We want more power. We want fame. We want prestige. We want political power. The list goes on and on. And some of those things are good things but you need to understand something today only the Holy Spirit can bring about what we need are you hearing me only the Holy Spirit can bring about what we need Zechariah 4 and verse 6 
The prophet said, it's not by power, it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. It's not by might. It's not by our human machinations of what we do, what we don't do. It's not about the numbers, might, power, what you can do, what you can't do. It's not by your ability and strength. It's not by might or power, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord. Elisha's answer to this question revealed his heart. Just like your answer, whatever it may be, will reveal your heart today. Precious few have answered as Elisha. And he said, Second Kings 2 verse 9, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. His answer revealed the greatness of his appetite for God. But how can one give more than what they have? I mean, if you've only got $10 this morning, how can you give 20 You can give somebody else's money. Now, I'm not talking about doing something immoral. Okay, I'm talking about credit. We use credit all the time. That's the reason some of you in the mess you in this morning, because you use credit all the time. Christmas time is coming, and things are so expensive, there'll be more swiping of a credit card in the next few weeks, and people will spend the next two or three years trying to pay for Christmas this year, and ain't even paid for Christmas from last year. Are, are you getting this? People use other people's money all the time because they don't have it themselves. How can you give more than what you have? You use credit. You use something that doesn't really belong to you. God's gifts and anointing does not belong to you. It belongs to the Lord. It's the Lord's prerogative to give such. The Apostle Paul dealt with this. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7. He said, The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. To another, the word of knowledge. To another, faith. To another, gifts of healing. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all of these worketh that one and the self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills in other words when god calls a person to perform a particular task he will give the gifts and the anointing that is needed to perform that particular 
task, that particular work. And the Apostle Paul said, if you look on down in verse 31, he said we need to covet earnestly for the best gift. Elisha was asking God for the best gifts and the anointing to do the work that God had for him. But his question, the answer to the question, give me a double portion. Elisha was also asking for the portion of the firstborn. And you say, well, what is that? When Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, God pointed to a Redeemer. Genesis 3 and verse 15 God said, I'll put enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. This began the birthright of the firstborn male. The firstborn was considered the future priest of the family. And they were to receive a double portion of the inheritance because they were looked at as the ones through whom the Redeemer, the Savior of mankind would come, the Lord Jesus Christ. So when you get down to it, when Elisha said, I pray thee give me a double portion, he was asking for an opportunity to bring forth Christ to the world. Are you, are you getting this? The double portion. Not only was he asking for the Spirit of God to help him in his ministry, but he was saying, I want a double portion. I want an opportunity to bring forth Christ to the world. Church, you and I today have a greater opportunity to bring forth Christ than Elisha did. Because under the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit could only come upon an individual to perform certain tasks. And after that, the Holy Spirit would have to leave. But today, because of what Jesus Christ did at Calvary, in paying man's sin debt, he took it out of the way. That opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come inside of the believer. And Jesus said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Not only do you have the power to live right today, but it gives you power to be a witness for him. He said, you will be witnesses unto me, both in Judea and Samaria and the other most parts of the world. You and I have a greater opportunity to bring forth Christ today because of the technology that we have. The access to media that we have today. The disciples, they turned the world upside down when the Holy Ghost came upon them on the day of Pentecost. You and I today, we have a greater measure of the Spirit available to us than Elisha had. It's available. We have the tools at our fingertips, and yet 
there are less people going to church now than ever before, and there are less people getting saved today than ever before. Why? Because when the question is asked, church, what is it you want me to do? We're asking for all kinds of foolishness. We need to ask, as Elisha asked, Lord, give me a double portion. Lord, give me another opportunity to bring forth Christ to others. Lord, give me the anointing of your Spirit to do that. My friend, when we begin to ask, as Elisha did, we are then lining up with the heart of God because the salvation of souls is the number one thing in the heart of God. It was said of David, the Lord said of David, He's a man after mine own heart. And if you today want to be a man or a woman after God's own heart, you will ask the Lord to help you to bring forth Christ to others and for God to give you the moving of His Spirit, the anointing of His Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit to do such. Now, Elijah and Elisha, they were having a conversation and all of a sudden it happened Elijah was taken up into heaven and y'all come on back next week and I'm going to tell y'all about that today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.